Great. All right. Hi, everybody. Everyone okay? It's so hard to read your faces and your masks on. I can't tell if you're smiling, crying, laughing, joyful. I presume everyone's very joyful. Worship was brilliant. Right, so let me just get myself situated here. Um, first of all, kids, Savannah, can I borrow you, honey, just for a second? Um, so we've got a crossword um, for you guys here. There's pens, pens down here as well. So during the talk, some pens. if you take the bucket of pens maybe as well, sweetie, and then just find the children. So Moira, there's one child there. Jerry, just find the children. There's a few children around. Um, you feel free to um, have a go at the crossword. Well, I'll show the answers at the end of the talk. Um, and then I'll buy chocolate for anyone who completes it correctly. Parents, no kidding. I know you might want the chocolate as well. But um, we'll try and answer. Okay. So let's. Um, I just want to just pray a second prayer quickly. Um, Father, I just thank you for the incredible privilege of uh, being here together, Lord God, and just specifically this Father Heart message, which we've spoken about before, but which I just really sense is so critical in this season that we're in, as um, we, we battle through the pandemic. And I know there's many stories of successes and of um, heartache and heartbreak, Father God, but above all, you are the source of life from the heart is the wellspring of life, so scripture says. And we just pray that we uh, take this chance to be together and uh, to connect with your heart, uh, to be restored, re-envisioned uh, for the future and for what you call us to in our lifetime. Amen. Amen, amen. Okay, um, Savannah said to me this morning, she'll kill me later for saying this, but said, Dad, don't forget to speak slowly because you speak too fast. So we were just uh, laughing about this morning. So if I do talk too quickly, okay, um, please feel free to shout. Trina, you've got a great voice. If I start talking too quickly, you just say, hallelujah, that'll be the code word. Oh, all right, already too fast. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> so I'll take that as an encouraging way to say slow down. Um, then... The next thing I want to just briefly discuss uh, before launching into the Father Heart is uh, just to remind us about the series that we were doing before we sort of went into the next lockdown. Um, if you remember, as a leadership team, we shared how we were looking at where KIC Laboa is, we looked at where KIC Laboa has come from, and we um, prayed and just really worked through where we felt God was calling KIC Laboa for the future. And out of that, we defined um, the, the, the cultures, some specific cultures um, and goals that we wanted to run after. Now, we're gonna, what we thought was we weren't going to finish that series quite yet because it's the first Sunday back. To be honest, I'm quite impressed how many of us there are here today. The message must have got out loud and clear. So just pat yourself on the back and just say, well done, well done to me. And then turn to the person next to give them a virtue, well done, well done for turning up the first Physical Sunday, that's, that's brilliant. Um, so let me just remind you very quickly, okay? So the vision we have for the, the church is, is very much in the back of KIC, but we've adapted it slightly. And if you remember, we said it's being accepted and transformed to bring God's kingdom into our world. So let me say that again. This is the heart of everything that we believe 
according to this particular church. Accepted, okay, and which the Father heart is just a critical part. We're accepted and valued. We're transformed by the grace of God through our lives, throughout our lives, to ultimately bring God's kingdom into the world around us, into Lebola, Kampala, Uganda, East Africa, Africa, and the world. Okay, and that is very much what we're about. Then um, the, the five cultures um, we, we talked about were family, discipleship, worship, authenticity, and the culture of honor. And we'll do a quick reminder in a few weeks' time uh, what, those, what those are and how to live that out. But really, that's if you remember, we said we wanted to um, not just try and get from A to B. There's so many organizations I've worked in, from IBM to other FTSE 500 companies in London into lots of different English schools in the middle of nowhere and Zimbabwe and the rest, and often they're driven from going from A to B, and they don't mind how they get there, they're just going to get to B. But we're saying as a church, we just really want to define what the culture is, how we get there. We don't want to be dragging ourselves along the road, but really we want to be in like a Porsche or something, we're in this beautiful environment, and we are responsible for the culture that we create in this church. And ultimately, it stems from your very own life and your home life. Okay, so we, together, um, with the members and the rest of it, came down to these, these five cultures that we really value. So we're going to constantly talk about them until you get so annoyed of us, okay? But hold each other accountable to them and ourselves as well, okay? So family, discipleship, worship, authenticity, and honor. Then we had the goals that we felt called to for the next, next couple of years. Three years at the time of writing, I think, Patrick, wasn't it? I think with the pandemic. <laughs> It's sort of, it's coming quickly. But by 2023, we were really dreaming about 200 committed people, part of our church, um, 100 different types of testimonies, whether that's incredible miracles or restoration of marriages or whatever it was, uh, 20 different sort of small groups, that might just be three or four people, or larger groups, missional communities, um, and we haven't spoken into that one yet, but uh, for example, one of them is about supporting the local um, police here in Laboa. So we're meeting with the OC soon, the, the, oper- the um, officer in charge of Laboa, to pray for him. So we're starting already to see some of these things, but in the weeks and months ahead, I want to see your dreams come to life. You might come to the leadership team and say, do you know what? Coffee is my dream, and caramel is the corner of my life. I would like to live at caramel and reach the lost. And then we'll say, awesome, <laughs> okay, I'll join you, okay, because I love coffee as well. Um, But whatever it might be, just the the different ways of expressing and reaching out to the community. Um, And then we dreamt around 50 leaders, and that includes like worship leaders, small group leaders, all different definitions, not necessarily on on the uh, senior leadership team of KICL. We're all leaders in our own right. But really, just the the cornerstone of any church is leadership. And And the thing that holds churches back is the lack of leaders. And so we just want to really intentionally invest uh, in, in everyone in leadership skills and then finally being 100% resourced so we haven't really talked about giving too much um, we had a great talk I think it was Alistair wasn't it that spoke about being resourced a, a few months ago but um, we want to be clear about the vision and then we want to resource ourselves to get there okay um, so that's just a quick reminder and then this Sunday I was, I was we mulled over as a leadership team what should we talk about and Monica and I are still talking it through but uh, God just very clearly said to me, Rory, I want you to speak again about the Father heart of God. I was like, well, we've heard it. <laughs> it's like, no, but <laughs> you need to remind yourself and you need to remind the church, what does that really mean? 
And all I can say to you guys is this topic probably has transformed my own life and my family and others more than anything else in our, our entire lives. And I'm only 21 at the moment, times two plus a bit. But it really is such a critical topic, okay? So we're going to be unpacking that um, this morning. Um, but I wanted to share this quote. Ruben, if we just jump to the next slide, buddy. Okay, Chris Valentin said this once. He said, you will always reproduce the environment around you that you cultivate within you. Let me say that again. You will always reproduce the environment around you that you cultivate within you. I don't know about you, but I find that quite convicting. <laughs> so when things are stressful at home, often if I reflect on it, it's because I'm stressed inside myself. Yeah? When things aren't going quite right, the first thing I need to do is look at the mirror and think, what am I cultivating in my own life? And even Beth and I, we've had a tough sort of couple of days. We've had a great time, to be honest. Things have been amazing considering everything. But this last sort of few days have been a bit bumpy for us. And I was reflecting on that, and God said, you guys are just living on Netflix most evenings. You're not doing much else. I said, well, God, I'm tired. I'm busy. You know, we've got a virtual school running and the rest of it. I just wanted to zone out and enjoy the next series of Netflix. And God said, well, you can't complain that you're getting stressed. And the very series that you're watching is influencing you. And now it's living out into your family life. I was like, okay. As ever, I lost the argument with God. Okay? And I'm not saying it's wrong to look at Netflix. It's fine. But sometimes, I don't know about you, we, we sort of go through phases of nothing. And then we binge watch something. <laughs> and we're right in the middle of binging. So we just said, right, for the next week, we're shutting it all down just to give ourselves a break. Okay? So I don't know about you, but how are you cultivating um, your lives, your inner life at home and what is influencing you because you, as it says, will always reproduce the environment around you that, is, that you cultivate within you. Okay, let's go next one, Rubes. Okay, so today we're going to very quickly look at the prodigal son of Luke, okay, because the father heart message is probably one of the best parables to turn to. Um, we're going to have a very brief sort of overview of the history um, of God's relationship with man, okay, uh, and then talk about how God's called us to encounter the father's love the orphan heart condition, and then how we get free from those wounds. It's quite a lot. We're going to do it quite sort of skipping along. We've covered some of this before, okay? So it's a reminder, um, but also unpacking a few other things that we haven't touched on before, okay? Um, right, we're going to just show a quick video so the kids enjoy this story as well, but you can also turn to Luke um, chapter 15, verse 11. And if we get sound, we particularly want to focus on this part of the story. So you know the story well. Okay, and hopefully that, that video was a nice reminder. I wish I had videos like that when I was a kid. It was, uh, it was brilliant. I quite enjoyed watching that. <laughs> um, but particularly on uh, verse 20, going to verse uh, 24, I just want to read it to us, okay? So here we go. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have, sinned, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. So here's my question, and I just want you to, if you've got your Bible, I want you to study this just for a minute. 
um, or you can look at the screen. And the question is this, what does this passage tell us about the Father heart of God? What does this passage tell us about the Father heart of God? Okay, so just, just have a look at the scripture in your Bible if you've got it. Okay, study the slide if, you, if that's what you're going to do. And I'm just going to ask us just to shout out a few quick comments. Okay, so what does this passage show us about the Father heart of God? It's probably one of the most remarkable passages about the Father heart of God in the Bible, I believe. Now, I'd say after the Thursday or this week, come back to this passage, okay, read the whole context of it, but really spend some time in it. Okay, there's lots here. So put your masks because it's, it's hard to hear you maybe. Um, just try and shout out clearly um, or remove your mask briefly and just, just shout. Just, just what, what observations do we have? Any observations from this passage? Yes. There's joy in being reunited. Yes, great morning. Yeah, the restoration of the Father. Yeah, complete restoration. Yes, incredible generosity, extravagant generosity of the Father. Yes. Yes, well observed. Fine, yeah. Looking out for the Son, yeah, before the Son looks out for the Father, <clears throat> he has a longingly looking for his Son. Yes, brilliant, absolutely. Yeah, there's no hesitation. Okay, it's just immediate. Yeah, no judgment. Brilliant. Should we go for one more observation, Savannah? Sorry, I'm sorry again. Compassionate. Yes, compassionate. Such a big word. Hold on. Compassionate towards his son. That's great stuff. Right, Ruben, jump to the next one. Okay, now, I, I cheated a bit. There's a couple of comments here that were outside just a bit before and a bit after, okay? So I don't expect you to see this, but one other thing that strikes me that I wanted to mention at the beginning is he doesn't try to control his son. The son says, I want to go, I want to take my inheritance, and he just lets him go. There's something quite powerful here, I think, for parents as well. Sometimes we want to control our kids, you know, try and protect them from everything. And that's really hard to watch them when you know the decision they're making is not a good one. I'm not saying, obviously, if they're going for the hot kettle or doing something crazy um, or parachuting into Afghanistan, like you, you don't want to stop them. But I think there's a risk sometimes of overly controlling our kids because you want them to be safe. Does that make sense? So when we feel unsafe, we try to control our environment. And as parents, we try and control our kids. But it just lets the son take this journey and learn from the experience. Often the God allows us to have what we want to show us what we really need. Yeah? Sometimes the Father allows us to get what we already want, which then shows us really what we need. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, as said as well, well, so yeah, constantly on the lookout. Okay, just look for his son day in, day out. The other thing is he runs to his son. And the first time I taught this was years ago, such a good example. He, he actually runs towards him, doesn't hesitate, runs to him, lifts his robes, and covers his shame. So the table, it was where Patrick, it would have been further, but I'm running to Patrick, okay, I don't let him walk the walk of shame to me. I cover the shame as the father, yeah? And it was, it was a shameful thing in that era to show your needs and your legs, yeah? So he, he gives up his own prestige, so to speak, to, to cover the shame and run to the sun. It's really powerful. Okay, celebrated extravagantly, which everyone um, talks about. And then also puts the ring, 
or understand that the ring is a sign of authority in those days. Yeah, so it restores the authority. Often what we want to do is punish people. So, right, yes, in 10 years' time, we'll let you get back up. And we just see this so often, and we do it ourselves. Okay, but God immediately restores him okay, to his right, rightful place of sonship. And then after the story, um, the other thing that the cartoon picks up on, which is outside the scripture I, I showed you on the screen, the big brother syndrome. We, we all struggle with this. I don't know about you. When someone else is more successful than us, okay, when someone else gets acclamation and encouragement, and we think, but I worked five times harder than them, and I've got no recognition. Okay, I could tell you a million different stories on that one. Okay? Um, so just watch out for that as well. And I think if you're struggling with that, you need to go back and spend some time with God and realize your value in him and your treasures are in heaven. Yeah, don't look for the worldly rewards. Okay, great. So I want you to remember that. And please, that is the passage I'd love you to go to this coming week and spend some time with God on that. Okay, and just remind yourself who you are as sons and daughters. Okay, brilliant. Um, right, Rubes, if we jump on. Um, once said by Jane Howard, call it a clan Call it a network, call it a tribe, call it a family, whatever you call it, whoever you are, you need one. Okay, so we are born for relationship. And if nothing else has been taught by the pandemic, it just has reminded us the desperate need for humanity to connect, okay, and to want to be loved and known by fellow man. Yeah, and so often we look in the wrong places, okay, we look to the Father to cover those needs. But right now it's acute because we're very isolated. Okay, and that's, and that's a world problem. And what I want to say about this is for us, is this church, we want you to feel loved, valued, in a clan, in a tribe, in a network, part of a fellowship. And that's the great joy of being a Christian, isn't it? We're part of like a billion other Christians around the world. We're part of a huge clan. Yeah, when someone says, who are you working for? I say, well, I'm part of this big organization. Really, how many? Oh, about a billion, really? Yeah, we've got everyone, doctors, presidents, prime ministers, street workers, garbage collectors, people who live on the street, all part of this amazing clan, okay? But often in history, the church has sometimes been the worst of this, and we've kept people out or judged them because they don't quite fit the mold or whatever it is. And I love it as I look out, look around you right now, we're such a mixture of people, you know? Young like me, old like Jerry, all right, through to um, Ugandan to America, even the Irish are here. I mean, if the Irish have turned up, I mean, the Irish founded, founded the church. But anyway, even if the Irish turn up, we know it's a great clan. We've got everyone included, okay? But it's fun. Yeah, joking aside, it's amazing to be part of this community, all right? And it's just so important to be part of it. And I, I encourage you, I want to say well done for getting out and getting to church, because it's hard. I know a number of Christians, as churches have opened up around the world, have chosen to stay at home. Not because of the fear of the pandemic, but they just, they just um, uh, live on YouTube and their pastor is a guy on the other side of the world. And I'm all for listening to great preachers from wherever in the world, but you've got to be in relationship, in person, with people. Yeah? So stay stuck in, stay connected in this tribe. And when you move on to other parts of the world, okay, get connected again. Right, next one, Rubes. Martin Luther once said this. You, you, I've quoted him before. You can see it in his face. He doesn't look that happy to me. Right. I have difficulty praying the Lord's Prayer because when I do, I think of my own father who was hard, unyielding, and relentless. I cannot help but think of God that way. Let's jump to the next one. Uh, sorry, back one. 
Right, Martin Lloyd-Jones also said this. He said, if you should ask me to state in one phrase what I regard as the greatest defect in most Christian lives, I would say it is our failure to know God as our Father as we should know him. Let me say that last bit. It is our failure to know God as our Father as we should know him. And I don't know about you, but even going back over that scripture just now, just looking at the father running to his son with no judgment. That's just a reminder, yes, that's who you are. Okay, because like Martin Luther, we've all got our own fathers. And we, and we build, we, we, we put that image of our experience of our earthly father, whether he was there or never there. And that's what we put onto God the father, the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, but God is so much greater than that. And I say to my own children, don't look at me as an example of the loving father. He's far better than me. Think of me in my best day and multiply it a million times and you're not even halfway there, okay? He's an amazing father and we've got to know this. Next one, Rubes. And you remember this story, I don't remember this. Last time I spoke on this was two years ago, but there's a famous story and I love it because it captures it so well. It's a Spanish story about a father and son who became estranged. The son ran away and the father, okay, after the son leaves his home in Spain, decides to run after him. He searches for months to find his son. And finally, in a last desperate effort, true story, to find him, he puts an advert in the Madrid newspaper. The advert reads, Dear Paco, meet me in front of this newspaper office at noon on Saturday. Everything is forgiven. I love you, your father. And on that Saturday, when this father turned up to find his son, there were eight hundred sons called Paco waiting to meet their father. Let me say that again. Eight hundred from one country with one name. Heartbreaking. And it just shows you how endemic this issue of the father and son, father-daughter relationship is. Yeah? Okay, I just find it so powerful every time I remember that story. Let's jump on, Rubes. Okay, so just very quickly, we won't be too much longer, another five, five, uh, ten minutes max. We're going to just look at this, okay? We're going to just look at God's story, the history, his story, as we sometimes say, okay? We're going to talk about how we're all called to encounter the Father's love, the orphan heart condition, and the freedom from Father's wounds. Right, Rubes, let's jump on, buddy. So first of all, to understand God's story quickly, I think the best way is just remembering beginning with C's. Creation, the covenant, the cross, the church, and the consummation. So next slide, Rubes. First of all, creation. So in the beginning, God created Adam and Eve in the image of himself. He breathed life into them. It was intimate. It was close. It was the presence of God with his people at the very beginning. It was incredible. But then, sadly, as we all know, it went so very wrong. And not only wrong for Adam and Eve, but it created a multitude of orphans as that relationship was broken and they hid in the Garden of Eden after disobeying God. The consequences of sin. And from there, okay, the, the devil starts to say this, all right, because he wants you to stay and remain separated and he wants you to feel like an orphan. And the enemy's one central purpose is to separate us from the Father. He, he uses neglect to whisper this. You see, no one really cares about you. You're not really worth caring about. He uses the sudden loss of innocence to whisper, this is a dangerous world that you live in and you are alone. 
you've been abandoned. And in this way, he makes it nearly impossible for us to know that know what Jesus knew. And it makes it so very hard for us to come to the Father and to run to him. Does that make sense? Yeah? From the very beginning. However, let's jump to the next one. God creates a covenant with his people, with Israel. Okay? The beginning of the restoration. And chooses this nation. And there's some amazing people in the history of Israel that, that, that take the country in the direction God's calling it to. In relationship with the Father. Okay? Um, but, sadly, it goes so wrong. He calls them out, first of all. Okay, so in Hosea 11, it says this, The Lord's love for Israel. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. The more they were called, the more they went away. And they kept sacrificing to the bowels and burning offerings to the idols. So God makes this incredible covenant, all heading towards, ultimately, the cross. Okay? But his people continue to turn their back on him. And if we lived then, I used to judge them when I was younger, I would have been just as bad. Maybe the worst. Okay? But thank the Lord we live this side of the cross. Let's go to the next one, Reuben. Okay, so then we head towards the cross. And Jesus comes to reveal the true, the true heart of the Father, sharing parables like the one we read this morning about the prodigal son. Yeah? Showing it's not about works and having to earn all these things. You can live from identity as sons and daughters of the King of Kings, rather than trying to earn identity by our accomplishments in what we do. So, so critical. And on the cross, he takes our sins so that we can be reconnected to the Father and adopted into the royal family of heaven. It's just remarkable. You see, the deepest desire of our hearts really is for the union with God. And from the first moment of our existence, our most powerful yearning is to fulfill the original purpose of our lives. We are made for God, and nothing else will ever satisfy us. We were made for God, and nothing, I promise you, nothing else. Not money, objects, relationships, drugs, sex, anything else. Okay, we'll fully satisfy you. Only your relationship with Father God will do that. Let's jump to the next one. So then, with Jesus coming, then the church is born. Yeah, in Acts, you just, just see the launch of the church, the stratosphere across the known world. And through the church, okay, God's mandated us to take the Father's love to the fatherless all over the world world. It says this in Matthew 28, then Jesus came to them and said, all, in, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And then ultimately there will be the consummation, the completion Look out in your crosswords, children. Many of these words are in there. Okay? And it says this. It says, In my Father's house, Jesus said, are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. John 14, 18, another critical verse. I will not leave you as orphans. That is critical. So those five C's, okay, are just so important. Creation, covenant, cross-church, consummation. 
We could spend three years in um, a seminar to try and understand all of it, okay? You've done it in 10 minutes, okay? Um, there's a lot more to it. <laughs> I wanna, you, you know many parts of this. I know, I know you guys too, but that is a great way to remember it. Just remember the five C's and the journey that God has taken us on. Okay, very quickly, to sort of close out, I want us to give you guys a few things. Let's jump on, Ruben. Next one, Bob. Okay. So we're all called to encounter the Father's love. And I want to say this to you guys. You've all had different experiences, and I know many of your stories, not all of them, um, but I want to say this to you. It's different for everyone, you know? So for some people, it's a dramatic encounter with the Father. You hear these stories. My brother was one of them. So impacted. I, I won't have time for the story now, but so impacted, he literally gave his car away and walked 20 miles to get home when he met the Father, when he met the Father for the first time and realized he was the Son. Okay? So when I, whenever I walked in my journey, I thought, I'm not a Christian yet. I haven't had this dramatic experience. I thought, maybe I'm too selfish. I don't want to give my car away. <laughs> but... It, it might be gentle. So don't look at other people and think, well, that's them, and I need the same experience. Okay? It will be different. It could be dramatic. It could be gentle. It could be sudden. It could be gradual. You might be looking for it. Or God might just suddenly arrest your emotions and encounter you. Okay? It might be from places of pain. It might be from places of joy. Above all, adoption, once you really, truly understand it and experience it, is the highest blessing of the gospel. Okay, Reeves, let's jump on, buddy. Just a few quick things. I've mentioned this before, and these slides will be on the website, so I'm not going to sort of, just time's running out. I'm not going to read through them all, but just a couple. Um, we all experience the orphan heart condition, okay? And at times, I want to challenge you, if you've been a Christian for many years, there's times where I felt I've really understood it and lived it out, and I have, and I've encountered God very dramatically and powerfully. But then a few months or a few years later, I'm far from God again. Does that make sense? And this journey just goes like this. All right? And hopefully it gets more steady and more mature as time goes by. But we can never spend too much time engaging in God's presence and knowing our identity in Him. Okay? And you will naturally project, like I said earlier on, your relationship to the Father compared to your own Father. So maybe your Father is an absent Father. Maybe it's not on purpose, but just circumstances. He's not around much. So that's what you think Father God is like, but he's not. He's always present. Okay, maybe further down number five, authoritarian. So I had a very authoritarian father before being sent away to boarding school and having an absent father. But that's the way I treated God when I first encountered him. Does that make sense? So during the week again, use the passage, but use the slides and come back through this and think, what sort of father do I have? And as a father to children myself, I want to give you the liberty to do that without feeling guilty. Sometimes we think, oh, I can't do that because that's not honoring to my father. I can be honoring to my father, say he's made the image of God, but he's not perfect. He's not Jesus Christ. As great as he might be, there will be shortcomings. So work that through. Try and understand that and talk that through with God and with friends who fellowship. Let's go to the next one, Rooms. Okay, and then um, as a result of all this, you will have inner pain and you'll have what we call internal symptoms and external symptoms. And again, these notes, I'll make them available on the website. Okay? But it'll be things like abandonment. So for me, being sent 5,000 miles away, that's what I felt. It could be a sense of worthlessness. I just don't feel I'm worth anything. 
Yeah? Loneliness, insecurity, fear, poverty, all these things, all right? And others won't know about it. Only you really know them. These are the internal wounds that we pick up over the years. All right, and then next one, Rubes. And then other ones, these are more obvious. Maybe you find it hard to build deep friendships. Maybe you struggle to trust people. Maybe you live in the bottom right in a fantasy world. If I had Minecraft when I was a kid, I'd be addicted. That'd be my fantasy world. I'd live there for days and weeks and months. Okay? But sometimes it's an example of us trying to escape the reality of life. We go to live in the fantasy. Nothing wrong with these games and stuff, but if it becomes a master of us, there's a problem. Okay. Um, so there's external ones, and again, I'll list those on the website. Rubes, if we jump on, I just want to bring this to a close. So, just coming towards the end now, last slide. Um, how do we get free? I'd say there's an A to F for this. There's lots of ways of doing it, but here's some example. First of all, A, as we've done this morning, you revise your understanding of who God is by spending time in scripture, meditating, praying, talking, having healing prayer, fellowship, okay, conviction from God, okay, but ultimately the truth of God is in the word of the Bible. So on scripture, stand on scripture, that's your foundation. All right, B, you've got to make a choice to face your pain. Sometimes it's, you might be like, but Roy, you don't know what I've been through. It's so traumatic. I don't know, but I know a father who does know. Okay, and we've all got our own pain to face and walk through. See, repent of your orphan tendencies. You've got to get on your knees and say, God, I'm sorry for the way they've been. Don't try and blame everyone else. Don't try and blame your dad or blame friends who've let you down. Yeah, but just repent for the orphan tendencies we have. And then you've got to forgive those who have hurt you. Yeah, and after I said this, if you can't forgive yourself, you won't be able to forgive others. Yeah, so you've got to forgive yourself and you've got to forgive others. Unforgiveness, you've heard me say this before, is like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Unforgiveness is like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Is it anyone you haven't, unfor- you haven't forgiven? Do you need to re-forgive? Yeah? We've all got people to forgive. Go to the cross for your healing. Okay, it's on the cross. That's the center of the Christian faith. And finally, position yourself to receive Abba's love. As you go through those steps in that journey, I promise you the Holy Spirit will come and he'll bring restoration. Right, let's stand, guys. Let's pray. I'm sorry, that was a little bit longer than I planned, but I hope that resonated with many people. Let's just pray. Let's through it. And as we always say, if, if there's anything really urgent today, think, I'd just love to get some prayer, then um, the, the leadership team is here today. We're happy to pray for you. Anyone else who's a member, feel free to, to pray as well for others. Or just turn to a friend and get them to pray with you. Okay, but let's close our eyes. Let's just ask the Father to come. Father, I just thank you for this incredible message of the Father heart. You passionately love us. I thank you for the parable, the story of the Father running to his prodigal son, covering the ground of shame, Father God, not hesitating to restore him, putting the ring back on his finger, Father God, of celebrating extravagantly. Lord, and I just pray that we get to just experience and know that even now again. I thank you that each and every person here has intrinsic value. We are all made in your image and you love us and value us, Father. Forgive us where we live a life of poverty at times, where we look for affirmation in other places. Father God, where we look for escapism or whatever it might be. 
Jesus, we need you. We know we need you. And we want to live a life of overflow. May we shine at a time of darkness in the world with a pandemic. Let people turn to us and say, why do you have such peace? Why do you have such joy? And we say, because I know Abba Father. Do you want me to tell you about him? Would you like to know him? He changed my life and he can change yours too. So God, go with us. Continue to heal us, restore us, strengthen us. Bless us for your warring angels around us. In the name of Jesus Christ, and this church said, Amen. Right, guys. Um, take a seat quickly. Let's jump on room. I'm going to get some results. So, well, wait there. Did anyone complete the crossword? Savannah, it's going to look like it's um, corruption if Savannah wins the chocolate. Did anyone else complete the Not quite yet. Anyone else complete it? You completed it? Brilliant. Chantal, can you do me a favor? Could you pick up everyone who completed the crossword now? Brilliant. So put it up high, and then she'll just uh, put, put it above your head if you finished it. And then she'll quickly get that. Now, in the meantime, let's jump to the next one. Here's the answers. I'm going to just leave these. You can't read it back there. I know it's too small. But you can come up to the screen in a minute, and you can find the answers. And I might find you a suite as well, if you just have a look there. Okay, I don't mind. I'm not going to be a teacher today. You can cheat as much as you like. Just go and get the words, all right? Um, so you guys, have a, just hang around a bit at the end. Enjoy reconnecting. It's great to see you all. Have an amazing week, and we'll see you next week. Okay, thanks. You're free. I mean, you can sit here the whole week if you like. You're all free to talk. <laughs>